there, lovely. It is Kim Valentine here, or Libby Kennedy from Neighbours. Hey, this is Emily Milburn, Caitlin Atkins from Neighbours. Hi, this is Candice Lease, Wendy Rodwell on Neighbours. And you are listening to the award-winning... The best podcast in the entire world. For the Neighbourhood Rewatch. Welcome to the award-winning Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. Uh, firstly, before we start, I just want to say a thank you to the 48... Do we want to say poor souls? Lost souls? Our souls. No, you're definitely not our souls. Uh, thank you to the 48 people who decided on Christmas Day they were going to press play on our podcast. Crazy bastards. What the fuck? That is mental. What? How shit must your Christmas be? Like, I know <laughs> you, you see those adverts all the time on TV, don't you? Of like the homeless people or the fucking donkeys who are about to die, and they're like, send money to these poor cunts. That's what these these people must be in the same fucking boat here. I don't understand. Like, you must really fucking hate your family to put us on. <laughs> if you were one of the forty-eight, messages on Twitter or somewhere, and we'll send you a donkey. <laughs> Uh, it donkey, might not be alive. Donkey somewhere. What could you next? Your next book could be about a donkey. Oh yeah, I don't uh, know. A donkey at Christmas, like a donkey at Christmas, like one of the one of the ones where they're piling all those bricks on them in fucking Baghdad or wherever the fuck they are. And then, but then, like, say you know you might be getting all those. You might be having a shit time at the minute. Bethlehem's not too far away. We'll just send them to the Middle East. There you go. Then writes itself that story, doesn't it? Uh, if you want to. Here are other quality kids stories that have been written recently uh, in the space of a day. Then uh, you can subscribe to our Patreon for just one pound a month uh, because the bonus episode this week is the world premiere of my new kids book. My first kids book, first of many. Uh, yeah, coming soon to a good bookstore near you. Uh, of course, though, we are a Neighbours Rewatch podcast. Book off. <laughs> that is our bread and butter. Uh, that is our donkey meat, shall we say? Uh, to, say. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know why you would say that, no. no. <laughs> and of course, uh, it's a special Christmas episode, so Tim showed up. Hi, Tim. Tim's back again, yay! And you've recovered from, I think we said you had black lung last week. Uh, I think. <laughs> and as always, we've got Adam. He's a right. constant on this show. Uh for his sins. Uh, you can find us on the socials at Watch Neighbor. Let's get all this stuff out of the way. Uh, we've watched episodes 4,056 to 60. Did you watch them, Tim? I always did you find some. Did you find some time on Christmas Day in between listening to the podcast 48 times and playing GTA Online? No, I forgot. I always forget. I don't, I, I don't know what it is. I'm quite interested to ask Tim about his Christmas story in a way as well because I know because he sent us a picture to the group he sent a picture of him. Like, everyone likes to play a couple of games over Christmas. Um, board games obviously make a comeback for the family and everything like that. We've all, all got a favourite, whether it's a Monopoly or a Cluedo or something like that. Um, Tim, you got a board game out. A family favourite down in the in the Callahan house. What was it? Rummy Cub. Right. How did it, <laughs> how did it go? Because... I'm new to the Rummy Cub uh, regime. I, I only got to enjoy it on your fucking stag do. What a rip-roaring time we had. Um, <laughs> mental. Um, can you briefly, um, for anyone who's not familiar with Rummy Cub, but is thinking, oh, I do need a board game for New Year, I could Rummy Cub might be the answer. Could you briefly do like a synopsis or how would you explain Rummy, Rummy Cub to someone who's not played it before? As well you know, it is hard enough explaining how to play it whilst playing it. What would you say, <laughs> though, to some poor cunt who has been forced to play this game? What would you say? Like, give, Have you got any tips on how to win at Rummy Cub? It's, it's a fun, interactive, not that difficult, but requires a bit of thought, engagement kind of a game. There you go. Honestly, wait, that, that game, like, my dad's parents had... I had a copy of that game. I don't know how old it actually is and how long it's been around, but they've got they had a fucking old set. So that game has been in my family all my life, basically. And 
your behavior at my stag do is fucking legendary now. <laughs> it, that, it will never, it will never not be remembered every time we play that game. <laughs> because you are fucking hilarious. Because Worst fucking game I've ever played in my life. You said your mum and dad had that game. Your, your mum's, who was it? Your mum's mum and dad. My dad's parents. Your dad's parents probably stoned people in the streets and thought that was funny. Because it was fucking terrible, that game. <laughs> <laughs> no one like the first thing you said about the game is it's, it's fun and interactive it's fucking horrific <laughs> I won't wish it on anyone I'd rather be a donkey loaded up with bricks in Baghdad than play that game again we're playing it at the wedding though yeah oh yeah but we're getting like 19 sets for 60 people rather than <laughs> that was the main problem we were trying to play it with like 12 people it's meant to be maximum 6 <laughs> it didn't work. Do you think we could set a Guinness World Record for the most people playing Rummy Cub at the same time? I'd have to I'd have to Google it and contact Guinness, but why not? Let's try. Let's do it at the wedding. If everybody just plays Rummy Cub at the wedding. Yeah. I imagine if just the fucking three of us sat down and played, they'd say fucking fair play, to be honest. <laughs> wow. Most people to play Rummy Cub at a wedding. It's the fucking worst, everyone. <laughs> Give us a tweet if you like Romy Cub or if you hate Romy Cub. We're interested. Do a Twitter poll tomorrow. I will do. Um, so, yeah, like I said, name, award-winning Neighbours podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I said, we, we've watched these episodes on Daily Motion. Uh, Neighbours UK Fans Forever is the channel that has uploaded all these episodes. First thing I want to talk about straight off the bat is Toad Tim, that means Toady and D is it's nice. their couple name. I'd um, have gone for D Toad, but fair enough. D Toad, <laughs> that is a better name. Uh, just so you're aware, uh, your 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 couple name of Grace is Grim, of course. Of course. <laughs> we will be at the Grim wedding this this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, this time next week. It is this time. Fucking hell! What time is it right now? What like it's ten past seven. Oh, Fuck the first hell. first dance will be happening at this. Time, <laughs> we will be knee deep in Rummy Cub at this time. Oh, it is six days, sixteen hours, and forty-seven minutes. Fucking hell! Until the moment begins when we start worrying because Grace is late. <laughs> well, imagine what time is that? You actually getting married? Twelve. Okay, so we're recording this at ten past seven in the evening. If you're still thinking at this time that she's a bit late, she's not. <laughs> she's not. It does take a fucking long time to get anywhere near where you live, but I imagine if she's seven hours late, Tim, we might have to just have a drink and play some rummy cup. <laughs> hey, there's plenty of drink, so yeah, we could do that. So, the t- Toadie... And uh, this classic love story, just much like uh, much like Grimm, uh, it started. Actually, how did how did you two start again? I forgot this now. Tinder, Tinder, that was it. Yeah, that was it. Well, these two were friends first, and they've both they've had a good old kiss up. Uh, there's been some sexual tension there, but neither one has been willing to act on it. Um, but Libby, D, uh, she confided in Libby last week. So Libby has taken it upon herself to convince Toady to act on his feelings. She ropes Drew in as well, just to hound him and go, listen, it's D. She's banging. You're Toady. You're a bit like you are punching way above here. Uh, much like yourself, Tim. Uh, so he <laughs> finally plucks up the courage to go and ask her out on a date. So he comes into the hospitals, right, I'm going to ask her. But just as he does, raid the army guy. He's finished the army. He's completed the army. He's done his four years. He's gone, yeah, completed the army now. Don't They don't need me anymore. Uh, and first thing I've wanted to do is come and try and bang you, D. So uh, Tony witnesses this and bottles it. He's like, for fuck's sake. Uh, we do actually, we do miss some of these episodes. A little bit chunk of this episode, Adam. So I'm going to have to fill you on the blank here. Yeah. Uh, Tony goes back to the pub, starts drinking. Uh, his, his sorrows away. Uh, and Ray shows up. I was like, oh, you're Toadie Hire. Yeah, you're D's mate. Yeah, I'm trying to shag her. Uh, firstly, can you help me shag her? Secondly, can you get me a job at Lasseter's? And Toadie, to- 
he's had a couple of he's had a couple of whiskers at this point, so he loses his shit. He's like, no, I'm not going to fucking help you. You're a cunt. I'm off. Storms out the pub, and, he's, and he storms right up to Dean and goes, D, me and you, dinner tomorrow night. And she goes, yes, of course. Uh, finally, you fucking asked me. Uh, so it's the next morning. D is... Come on, the wall. <laughs> no, he's doing the right thing. He's doing he's the right thing. He's putting a lot of effort in, isn't he? He's going on a dinner date first. He didn't, you know, he just didn't swipe right, and that was it. Romance. Uh, Romance. Yeah. What is your name? Are you known as Jay Caton? No, we're Jayton. Jayton. Jayton, yeah. Sounds like someone's in in a shitty boy band, someone called Jayton. Yeah, I mean, I would fit that bill. I'd make a note of that, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you could write a TV series about it, Adam. Don't know, in a week, maybe? I'd watch that. We'll try. I'll give it a go. <laughs> There'll be a coffee reference in every scene. I know that. <laughs> so the next morning, they're getting ready for dates. Uh, Dee has gone to Steph Scully for dress advice. Uh, Steph Scully does give the best dre- dress advice going. She's got a nicer two. There's a really nice one, and there's a really slutty one. And Steph goes, slutty one, all day long. Yeah. Um Toadie I goes don't know to why leave. you'd ask the one person on, like the one female character in the show who has never worn a dress, though. Yeah, who lives in tank tops and jeans constantly. Steph Scully doesn't wear dresses. The one time she did, someone left her at the altar. So, <laughs> bad omen. Uh, Toadie asked Lou for advice. Yeah. I don't, he could have asked Drew, you know. No, not interested. Uh, he no, wasn't in that episode. No, he wasn't in that episode. Uh, but he's gone, Lou, you're the best guy to ask for advice here. Because uh, you're banging that priest, and they never, they never put out. So you've obviously, you've obviously done something here. Uh, and he's and he's also asked him to set the mood in the pub as well. And Lou's like, "Do not fucking worry. I've retired from the pub, but I'm still working shifts there. So don't worry. I will sort it all out." He so is. Get... He has never been at the pub more than since he retired. retired. It's, it's like that one dickhead who, like, so you know, when you get a new job, you'll know better than me, probably. Um, like when someone leaves the job and then they keep coming back to see you. Fuck off. You don't work here anymore. Yeah. Like never go back. Never go back. I'm like how many like you've had what we are now, like we're approaching like four hundred different jobs, right? Yeah, I'm right about. You can maybe go back once to say bye or something. But you can't keep going back. Would you agree with that? Have you ever gone back to any of your previous jobs? I mean, that you weren't allowed to go back. To <laughs> Sometimes it's not wise to return to the scene of a crime, is it? Really nice. Uh, that's how a lot of people get caught. Uh, but yeah, I, I well, my most recent last job, I had to. I did return very briefly. Uh, because they didn't pay you. <laughs> <laughs> it was with a crowbar. <laughs> that scene from Family Guy where Stewie beats the shit out of Brian because he owes him like ten dollars. Where's my money, man? Just beats the shit out of him for ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, yeah, no good comes from it really, unless you get paid the money that you owed. And uh, <laughs> uh, so the date's all set. It's all romantic. Lou's put the lights down for it. He's put some candles out on the table. Are you all right there, Tim? There's no one in the house. (laughs) (laughs) He's panicking because he's been left on his own. Does he think two burglars are going to appear and start stealing all the fucking presents? You better set up some fucking micro machines in the kitchen, Tim. Do you know what's happened? Tim's watched Home Alone last night. (laughs) He's got fucking scared. Now he's on his own. <laughs> He's oh, on his TV screen. Not in focus, but it's like. <laughs> I as, as Grace said, like just to send her a message every half an hour, just to make sure you're okay. <laughs> I've messaged her several times today. She's not replied to me once. No, I think Grace specifically said, "Don't fucking message me. I'm going out." Have you checked to see if she's taken all her stuff? No, there's still gin in the house. She's definitely coming back. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, fucking hell. 
<laughs> completely derailed me there, Tim. Completely derailed me. I, I mean, there might be ghosts. Have they built your house on an Indian burial ground? I, I think they only build houses on burial grounds now. Yeah. Because the picture you took of from outside of your window looked like it was an Indian burial ground. Because <laughs> they've still not built the street. Um, I mean, across the road, pretty much good to go now. No. Really? Have they tarmacked oh, it? Has somebody tarmacked your drive? The, my driveway is fine. It's just the road itself that's not really there yet. Have I ever told you the story of the guy who worked with who had his uh, drive stolen? This is brilliant. <laughs> I don't know if it is. I don't know. Go on. <laughs> so there's a guy I used to work with, a chef. Um, woke up one morning and someone had nicked his entire drive. What do you mean? His entire driveway, the whole brickwork, tarmac, everything. They'd lifted the entire thing up and took it all away. So he looked out his window and there was no drive there all of a sudden. And somebody had nicked his entire driveway. It was all bricked. It was all bricked. And somebody overnight, while he was asleep, had taken every single brick away. You can see that. Nicked his entire driveway. I I don't know. Surely you'd hear someone. (laughs) Like, I don't know, chiseling out a load of bricks outside your front, out outside your house. Apparently not. Apparently, this sounds like one of those bullshit chef stories that chefs often tell. The bullshitters. No, I, no, I fully believe it's been verified. This story as well. You, you would be surprised at just how talented cunts can get when they're like that. The, a colleague of mine who. I, I I don't really I don't fully get her set up, but she basically works on a like, lives on a farm. And so they've got, right? they've got a little bit of land, so they've got a tractor to look after it. And they got the tractor nicked a few years ago. And the insurance company said, like, when you get a new one, you need to have all of these things in place to make sure it's secure. So they've got, like, the world's fucking most ginormous chains through this tractor. And they take the fuses out overnight. Last week, someone fucking nicked it. Shame. Like, somehow broke this fucking ginormous chain, brought their own fuses for it, and fucked <laughs> off with it. And they can't, the insurance company, police can't find it. It'll be in the Middle East somewhere. You'd know it's a fucking tractor going over in the fucking channel, channel tunnel, right? Yeah. <laughs> you probably need it over there, though, to replace all the donkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Store a, dry, a little driveway one. Um, so, a friend of mine, um, broke up with his his girlfriend at the time. Uh, this isn't one of them where it's a friend of mine as well. <laughs> this is an actual inmate. It's a real, real person. Um, she was a bit of a psycho. Again, it's not me. <laughs> was, um, she was she blonde? <laughs> she did have blonde hair. <laughs> right, not okay. me. So confirmed uh, it's She was a proper psycho. Really bad. Like She did a few things. I'm going to save them. For the future, some of the other things she did, because she did a lot of bad things. Um, this one, though, is driveway related. Um, someone on um, his street was getting a new, like, driveway with all, you know, like the little stones, like just loads of pebbles on the on there for their driveway. Yeah. So it makes that noise when you rock up in your car. It goes, <sighs> nice noise, I think. Yeah. yeah. That. Um, someone down the street was getting that done for their driveway. What she did, though, was said, oh, no, it's not there. It's this guy's house. Um, <laughs> you can just dump him on his front garden. <laughs> so he, woke up, he woke up the next day, like a fucking skip's worth of these little stones just all over his drive in his front garden. <laughs> That's that fantastic. That is, that is great revenge. That's some cold shit. <laughs> yeah. Took me fucking ages to pick them all up. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> well, Toadie might be thinking of similar bits of revenge because Dean does not show up for the date at all. He's sat there on his own, pub's closed, and he's like, fuck it, blows out the candle and goes because Dee has not showed up because Saxon's mum died. And so Saxon, who's been living on his own at the Hancock's old house, while well, his mum's been in hospital, uh, she's finally passed away, and he decided to stay with him rather than going seeing Toadie. Uh, you seem more distracted by 
confusion of what a chair is than I was a minute ago when I heard beeping. Yeah, no, one of these, so these little lights here, they got tangled, it got tangled up in the bottom of it. It was annoying me. Um. <laughs> go on. So there we, yeah, so there we go. Poor Toadie. He's going to be fuming about this. There's just another obstacle in the way of, of true love. So have we not seen the follow-up to this yet? No. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing from your tone, Adam, you didn't get through all five. I've watched all five episodes today. Have you? But yeah. no, we didn't, we didn't see the, the follow-up to this at all. Okay, I wasn't sure like, if I'd missed it. And, and one or two of the episodes ended quite abruptly, like they weren't the full episode, so I wasn't sure if I'd missed anything. Yeah, no, I d- yeah, we did miss a bit of one episode, but I've kind of filled in the blanks there. That's when Toby steamed down and asked okay. Um Let's talk about Stu next. Uh, so he's still in the army, but not for long. He's fucking left as well. Because he gets chastised, he gets chastised by his sergeant for talking back, <clears throat> then instantly goes out of that meeting, starts slacking the sergeant off again to everybody else in here, in earshot, and he's like, oi, dickhead, back in here. He's it's like, like what we do when Tim's not on the podcast. <laughs> so uh, he's like, listen, you, 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 your trial with the army's up now. You better think about whether, I don't know, I don't think they give you a trial. I don't think they give you the option of leaving. I don't know if he's on like a probationary kind of period kind of thing, like you usually are at your new jobs. And like, <laughs> you give him like four weeks. He said, the guy asks him, the sergeant says, why have you joined the army? And Stu says it's to serve my country. And he goes, bullshit, straight away. Was there some sort of hot pop star who who like broke your heart and you've joined the army? And he was like, fucking hell, fair play. Holly Valance, well done. Um, so in what's, the end, just... what's the point of an Australian army anyway? I don't know. Who are they fighting? If they wanted to invade Australia, they'd be like, oh, we have to travel how far? And they've got, like, spiders and shit? Nah, leave them. They don't need an army. Well, don't they? I don't know. Let me ask Let me ask somebody. Didn't they fight kangaroos at one point and lose? What the fuck? Oh, it's emus. That was it. They There was too many emus, so the army was like, right, we need to call these fucking... We need to call the numbers. That's hunting. That's not a war. No, apparently I've got this wrong. He <laughs> oh. surprised me. Uh, but yeah, they tried They tried to, to fight back at the emus and the emus won. So there is a solid part of Australia that's just emu territory. Is that an Australia fact? That is a fact. Excellent. Uh, it's not. <laughs> Despite... <laughs> We've got live correction in the background. We did go to war against emus. It had nothing to do. There was no dedicated emu territory. Well, <laughs> like... All of that shit up. The well, war I... is incorrect, yeah. The war? Okay, but do you think, really... have you got confused with what zoos are? Do you think <laughs> that's like the animals are in charge at the zoo? That's their area. Is that what you think? <laughs> yeah, and they're just about inviting you in. No, a zoo is a prisoner of war camp. A safari <laughs> yeah. park is where they've taken over. <laughs> well, I, I did hear recently that some kangaroos fucking wrapped up to a cafe as well. Uh... <laughs> That's the sequel. He brings his friends next time. He's fucking for- oh god, that is the sequel. Uh... <laughs> where the fuck were we? Kangaroo- oh yeah, um... what if it was kangaroo and koala in a cafe? So he brings his little mate who just fucks shit up. I I think that it like they they should both be cunts. It's cunt koala and I think there are too many K's because then the the third version is going to be KKK in a cafe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> get messy. I read that. <laughs> Write that one next. KKK in a cafe. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah. Stu's fucked the army off, basically. He comes back and he's like, yeah, I've, I'm not going to follow the army. It's not really my career. And everyone's like, ah, I fucking told you. Uh, so we go see Steph straight away. Uh, because in the <laughs> getting very, very close. Sorry, go on, Adam. He doesn't go and see Steph straight away. What he does first, and this, because I'm always correcting you because it was fucking weird. He walks in through the Scully's back door, like just at the Scully's house. Joe and Lynn are having a, like an argument or something at the time. He just walks in and goes, I'm back, cunts. There's no reason why he just walked through their, their kitchen and just start speaking to Joe and Lynn about 
in being in the army. He hasn't spoke to Toady, Steph, D, Drew, Lou, any of these other people who he's actually like got relationships with. He just walks into Joe Scully's kitchen. It's weird. <laughs> It is very weird. Uh, he was probably going to see Flick was a knocking about. Uh, but she's not knocking about because she's in America. Uh, but Steph's there. And Steph's very happy about this because Steph has been following him around like a lovesick puppy. Love, love sick puppy. Um, that's another book there, right there. <laughs> uh, the last couple of weeks. She actually showed up to the army the other week. She was like, oh yeah, I'm here to make sandwiches for the army. No, she didn't want to make sandwiches. Oh, she didn't she want to do some army shit, and then the army people were like, oh, have you got tits? Make us some sandwiches. It's <laughs> horrendous. It was really bad. Uh, so, yeah, she's been following him around, and she follows him around some more. They play some pool. They chill at the pub. They just have a very nice time. They get back to Libby and Drew's, because that's where Steph's living. Uh, and she's like, oh, Audrey, the Hancock dog, we better feed you. And he's like, right, I'm getting off. See you later, love. Gives her a kiss, like they're, like they're a couple, and then they both go, oh, what well, fuck. Wait a minute, we're not a couple, but we've just acted like one. Cliffhanger. Um, and then, yeah, there we go. What uh, do you think? Do you think they're going to become a couple? Because he was just following a sister around for a long time. Yeah, I think they're going to explore this. And just as they're exploring this, uh, Flick's going to show back up. I don't think we're completely done with Flick yet. I think she's gone off to film a music video at this point. Uh, but she'll be back. And I think this is again just gonna be the Stu's gonna be like, fuck sake, which one which 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 sister do I want to shag? Uh and then obviously that's gonna reignite things between Flick and Steph. Uh I think that's where that's going. Uh exciting stuff. It's gonna kick off Riley again. I want another rematch between Steph and Flick. Um, In mud. <laughs> Well, it was a street fight last time, so I don't know. Maybe a cage match. Cage match. Yeah, yeah. You need you need oh. to escalate the feud a little bit. So, bikini cage that. match. <laughs> Tim is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, following on with the Scullies, um, Shell and Connor are still arguing a little bit. Um, but when Connor finds out of Lynn Scully that Tani is the 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 choir, the star pupil of the choir, uh, he's like, right, I'm going to fucking end this once and for all. I'm going to get Tani out of my life. No matter what it costs me, I just fucking, I'm done with this. Uh, Joe and Lynn, meanwhile, are cashing in their night at Lassiter's, which Lou rigged for Rosie, uh, but then Rosie gave away. Uh, so Connor, Connor is planning to tell Shell everything that night while the parents are away, but Shell's so he's trying to plan something nice. He's trying to make a nice meal and just make a nice evening of it. Uh, and Shell's like, oh, fuck, he's trying to bang the air, isn't he? He's thinking he can get his end away tonight with no, Lynn, with no Joe Scully in the house. Well, Lynn uh, and Joe give him the talk, don't they? They say, look, you know, we know you. it's your first time in the house by yourself. We're going off for a shag at the hotel. Don't you be shagging back at the house. And none of the, the like the... Connor and Michelle hadn't even thought about it until they told them that. And then they were like, oh, yeah, we could probably have a good, shag- good old shag up. <laughs> uh, but no, Connor's trying to clear the air here and get himself off off Tiny's hook. Um, and he's about to do that. He, he's not He's not quite got the upper hand. He's told Tiny that, well, listen, I'm fucking, I'm telling her, I don't care what the, con- you know, it's going to be mutually assured destruction here, but I'd rather have a clean conscience about it all. And he's about to do it, and then he gets a phone call of Tani's mum. I don't know why she's ringing shells. I just because I don't know. Makes no sense. Makes no sense why she would ring a daughter's mate's house to tell her that she's running late. Because um, Tani's not there anyway. Like yes. she was never there. Like yeah, it's fucking stupidly contrived. But she's like, oh yeah. By the way, I'm going to be late for tennis. And Connor goes, wait a minute, aren't you critically ill like Saxon's mum? <laughs> And she's like, no, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, Connor's like, oh, just ignore me. Puts, puts the phone and goes, sorry, Shell, can't shag you. Got some fucking one-upsmanship to do with Tani. See you later, dickhead. Um, so he thinks he, he's truly got the upper hand here and that he can destroy Tani and come out of this smelling like roses. Smelling um, like roses, but still not being able to fucking read. So sooner or later, he's going to catch up on him, surely. Yeah, you would think. Uh, 
If he'd just said, listen, I can't fucking read at the start, none of this would have escalated to the point where it's read. Um, I mean, he could have started off with a kid's book. He could have, and then maybe progressed onto a 400-page book from there. But, you know, Shell could have helped him with this. He's at school. He's He could have, they could have taught him there. He is always there as well, isn't he? He is always there, not doing any work, just fucking around. Uh, yeah, I, just... I, I far too often feel that like the problem with a lot of films is I, I could have solved that problem within the first five minutes, and I just I hate conflict for conflict's sake. No need for it. It's your retard. Just admit to being a retard, Jay. Yeah, it's it's not good storytelling, is it? If you'd started off like uh, no spoilers from the Patreon, but if you'd started off the Patreon this week saying, listen. I can't fucking write. It would have <laughs> saved a lot of fucking trouble for all of us, wouldn't it? So, <laughs> problem solved. We wouldn't have thought bad of you. We, we, me and Timmy, your mates, we'd probably just gone, ah, oh, don't worry about it. But instead, I proclaimed that the book was better than The Tiger Who Came for Tea. Yes, which it is. Honestly, the musical was going to go either of those ways as well. You were either going to go, yeah, no, I didn't do it. I can't really do it. Or you were going to go, yeah, it's better than anything that's ever been written ever. Yeah. What? When I get round to writing that musical, <laughs> it will be the best musical ever written. See, I need, and I'm, I'm uh, shy <laughs> to ask, um, but like I, I've been doing a bit of my bit of writing, as you know, um, and I want to pen some original uh, lyrics, some original songs for said um, script, and I was wondering, like, if you wouldn't mind. Um, contributing in some way, whether it's music, whether it's lyrics, I don't mind. Okay. Um, I mean, if I if I had a family member who was like a world renowned like musician of some kind, I'd be fucking using them every every chance I got to fucking do stuff. But I haven't. I've got I've got you two cunts. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I will sling some sick rhymes your way. Do not worry. No, I don't want sick. I don't want that. I want. I need an up, but an upbeat. Um, pop classic, and I also need um, a feel-good ballad from you. See, I don't think he knows him anymore, but I'll ask. Yeah. My brother did kind of go to school with Mika, so... Oh, that'd be good. I'll... I like that one Mika song that Mika did that time. I can always ask. Apparently, it's a bit of shit for you. Um, Mika... Very rich fellow, not yeah. the brightest. So I think it was music theory. Hope for me then. That would make sense. <laughs> my, my brother had to help him with his music theory. At one of the best music colleges on the planet, he needed help with music theory. A little bit after that, he, had, he was like number one in 19 countries and he never has to do anything ever again. So there you go. It's like, you, do you need music theory? Do you need, need a degree in comedy? Do you need these <laughs> things? Now, if you don't know the rules, then you can break them whenever you like. So yeah, if you, you if you two wouldn't mind, you. Tim, you you're probably not doing any writing now. Um, you're probably done. Never never to pick up a pen again. <laughs> um, but if one of you would like to take like an upbeat pop classic and the other one feel good ballad, if you want, like no time limit on this, but if you could get them done um, in the next couple of weeks, that'd be fucking great. I'm putting it on my to-do list right now. Put it on your to-do list. I, I mean, I'm not going to pick for you, but I feel like, Tim, you're more of a ballad guy. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna put right. And that's why I want JK to do the ballad. Right, <laughs> and Tim, you are you know one half of Grim, obviously. So I feel like if you could do a pop classic, that'd be that'd be really helpful. Do that. No problems. No problems at all. Um, fuck neighbors, man. We're never, we're never gonna get nothing happened on fucking neighbors. It was boring. Nothing, no, this is why we keep on going off subjects. Uh, so. Lynn and Joe are at the hotel room and Joey's just dying to bang Lynn. Uh, she's got some sexy Nejolet on. Sexy what? <laughs> Keep trying. 
<laughs> she's wearing sexy clothes that and like, <laughs> pajamas. Oh man, I, I'm really sad that we can't see Peyton's face when you do things like that. I know she can hear you. <laughs> I can just turn the camera. <laughs> That's the TV. Yeah. That's the tape. Ryan, Peyton is just hiding behind the Christmas tree right now. <laughs> um, Peyton's currently playing Hitman, by the way, Tim. Um, you'd be good. She's been trained well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's dying to shag Lynn at the hotel. But before we can, Delta Goodrum, who's got a good voice, like, he's a good singer, she's got a couple of good ballads, uh, asked to come in and clean the room because she works there uh, for she a bit. She started working there. She started no working there. And then she turns up and totally says, Who are you? And she says, Oh, work here. Toby's like the concierge of this place. He has never met this girl before. <laughs> she says, oh, I work here. He says, he, and he says to her, why is usually like an older person's job. And she says she's taking the job because it gives her time to think, which I thought was the shittiest reason to take a job. Like, wh- what does that even mean? She's like 15 or something, and she's taking this job so she can do some thinking. No. She's an introspective white girl. Um, but so, yeah, she but she has got to clean that room before Joe gets to Shaglin. There's no reason why she has to clean that room at that point. I thought you usually clean hotel rooms before the guests get there, and then once again once they've left. But she's like, no, it's eight, it's half eight on a Saturday night. You've had a bottle of champagne. Now's the time to clean the room. And they did try some caviar as well. So maybe this like Joe was not impressed by this caviar. He tried the caviar. He spat it all out. So maybe she was there to pick up all the caviar. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, he's he's uh he's a man of simple pleasures, Joe Scully. Uh negligee and and fingering. Not doing that again. <laughs> we mentioned fingering way too much. You've mentioned it again now, you don't need to say it twice in a sentence. <laughs> Sorry. Uh so in the heat of the moment, Joe's like, Oh, this is great, isn't it? Uh, maybe we should make a baby. And Lynn's like, what the fuck? I do not want a baby. And completely rejects that idea. And Joe's cool is a bit hurt by this. Uh, he's like, why, why don't you want a baby? We've got four great kids. I mean, two of them are not fucking speaking to each other. Uh, not four. The yeah, they've got, they've got a son as well. Jack yeah, Scully's not entered the show yet. Uh, yeah. one, he's a successful soccer player. Uh Oh, we've before, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. And Lynn's like, I don't want a baby. You need to consider that. A, I've already gone through the menopause. Uh, B, uh, okay, B no. our eldest kid's like twenty-five now. Are you uh, doing five reasons why she's five reasons right why they shouldn't have a kid? Uh, three. Michelle's got a gun. <laughs> she has. She does have a gun. Uh, just diminishing returns now as well. They they were doing all right, like peaked with flick, all downhill from there. What kind of monster's going to come out next? Yeah, true. Uh, and these are all Lynn's arguments. And Steph goes, yeah, I don't want another fucking little sister because the other one's a fucking cunt. Um, <laughs> and the other one's dating a fucking dope, so no thank you. And then Lynn's like, oh, maybe Joe just is just scared. You know, empty nest syndrome, she calls it. When all the kids flee the nest and then the parents realise they've got nothing else in common anymore. And the only thing that was keeping them together was the kids. And she's like, fuck, oh, my marriage is ruined. And Steph's like, all right, calm down. Uh, Joe apologises, brings her some flowers. And Lynn goes, actually, I'm I'm willing to at least talk about it. And consider. Uh, so while they were having this chat and Steph calms down, I sent a picture to the group today. Um, you did, and I, kn- I know Tim won't. Tim won't know what it is because he don't watch the fucking episodes. I saw it though. Yeah. So what it was was a picture because this, like, previously to Steph having a little chat with Lynn, Lynn pull. She's in the kitchen and she takes out the floor cleaner. Um, bottle like it's a clear plastic bottle um it's not like got a label on it it just has a crudely stuck on white sticker that says floor cleaner in biro on it 
and she starts she's doing the cleaning of the kitchen. A scene later when Steph comes in, Lynn and Steph decide we'll have this chat over making homemade lemonade using plastic uh, bottles, not with labels on, that just have very crudely stuck on white stickers that in biro say Lynn's lemonade on it. And I thought, and the reason why I sent you the picture of it and I just put for fuck's sake, like, what has the writer just come up with? What we'll do is we'll have Lynn mixing up floor cleaner with lemonade this week and nearly killing some fucker. <laughs> That's I reason just, number five. She's gone, listen, you can't fucking label stuff properly. You should not be having another kid. I don't know why they've done that. Why have they got these separate labels for floor cleaner and lemonade on the same kitchen counter? It's come on. Someone's Dude. getting fucked up here. Aren't yeah, who's, they? who's drinking this lemonade slash floor cleaner? It's the kind of thing that would have occurred to several intelligent people watching it, but not to the writers. It won't get acknowledged at all. Or maybe what happened, Lynn goes to clean the floor and goes, oh, fuck it, it's lemonade, it's even stickier than before. <laughs> yeah, it's the other way round. No one's <laughs> going to drink it. Yes. She's going to mop the floor with fucking lemonade. <laughs> that to me sounds like a cl- classic kid's book anecdote as well. I like that. That's a great show. <laughs> so, yeah, she is willing to consider having a child, uh, which hopefully means we get a bit more Joe and Lynn shagging. And that'd what be an odd thing to say. Well, you know, they've, you know, that's you how still quite like Lynn, though, don't you? Yeah. She can, she I think that's why you can't say negligee because you're too <laughs> distracted by it. By the, by the actual negligee. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we've got that to look forward to because yeah you know i don't want to don't want to spoil all that for you here tim but that's how babies are made oh shit really that's gross you know once you get married tim babies are surely next on the agenda hey you got married and haven't had a kid yet Two brilliant things from both of you there. I was happy to just watch that happen. Because he said that and I thought, oh shit, he's dropped that bombshell. Yeah, he's going to be having a kid soon. But then, well, then he just batted it back again. Back. And he knows that the Australian's in the next room. Fucking brilliant. Well played. <laughs> Loved it. Uh, well, thing is for me, uh, me being completely ageless... Uh, and Peyton being a team bride, we've got lots of time, so <laughs> we don't have the worries that Lynn Scully has right now. Uh, if you know that the clock is ticking. Um, for you, Tim, uh, it's only a minute. It's only a matter of time before you get found out. So <laughs> quicker the better, really. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean, found out? What are they going to find out about Tim? I don't know. There's probably stuff we don't know about. I know. <laughs> all it takes I... is one go on uh, Ancestry. and <laughs> Well, all it might take is a, a, a few well-placed chats at the wedding. That is what I'm, I'm on a fact-finding mission. <laughs> That's why people, certain people have been placed where they've been placed so that they can never have that conversation. Because, again, like it's it's always a forced thing in, in storytelling and TV, but... A lot of it will be solved by two people having that conversation. Um, uh, about what seventy people all together invited to the wedding. I invited about eleven. <laughs> like, there's no information available to you from that. From that <laughs> well, I can't help notice, Tim, that at the, according to like the plan you gave us, I'm not sure how that affects the actual room or anything. We are a long way away from Grace's mum. Um, so I don't know if that is if that was done on purpose or it's just coincidence. I don't know. No, that's, that's just that's just my side of the room. That's all. <laughs> Good because I'm going and sitting straight next to Gracie's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Bang straight in, ego. That's uh, what he usually does. Way so. Of course, Darcy, you you think the writers have forgot about the complaint to the board about his conduct and shagging a patient. No, the writers have not forgot. They've managed to slowly just write that out of the story. 
Because the thing is, what I've noticed with this is, yeah, it was quite a few weeks ago now, and we have been hanging on, and it had felt like the writers had forgot about it. This whole time, he has continued to be a, a doctor practicing yeah, medicine. They yeah, haven't said, you know what, you've been shagging your patients. We'll, you pro- we'll, we'll have a look at it. So you might have to stay at home for, I don't know, nine months or something. That seems about like about right for a bullshit suspension. Um, he hasn't. He's still been going to work every day. He could be shagging all the patients. But no, it, the complaint has gone to the board. Carl is regretful about it. He, he admits, he says, oh, do you know what? I should have done that. I didn't realise he was serious on this penny, this penny bird. I kind of regret doing it now, but I'm confident the board will find in his favour. And there we go. That's written out. We'll get a line in a week or two saying, oh, yeah, they found in my favour. Don't worry. Absolutely fine. Uh, but, of course, I, mean, I think you were here for that episode when I predicted that the hot blonde that came onto Darcy was Penny's sister. And Tim's nodding like he was listening at the time. I don't think Tim was there. I remember they were, everyone was trying to shag each other in a pub and you said, that's his sister. Oh, I did. Yeah. Well, it has been revealed. Of course it is, sister. But she's decided to use this happening as a turn to bribe Darcy. So she's been blatantly just asking money. And then while he's at, while he's at the, the hospital, she shows up with a catalogue and goes, see them shoes? Size six, dickhead. Get fucking buying them. And Darcy's like, fuck. I don't understand what, because he didn't do anything. No, no, like he nothing happened. Him. Like she was like, "Oh, fancy a shag," and he was like, "Well, no, I'm shagging your sister, so no." And that, yeah. like, they didn't nothing happen. Again, he did not need this to escalate. How it, like Connor, he could have just gone. Listen, some bird came on to me. She kissed me. I said, "Oh, well, back off. Done deal." Uh, and get on with your lives. It's unnecessary. Same as I was saying earlier, conflict for conflict's sake. They could have just had them shag and then have the conflict that followed. That would make more sense. Yeah. If it, they, they had gone through with it. Uh, but yeah, he's he's done nothing wrong. But yeah, he's keep on paying the money and she's showing up for, you know, at the pub and rubbing it in going, oh, I've got deja vu. I feel like me and you, Darcy, we've met before in this pub maybe. I feel like I tried. To, I don't know. It's weird. It's like, some, and Darcy's like, "Fuck you now." We just like you need to stop this. And she's like, "Well, I want some more fucking money, dickhead." And he well, gets. He puts his on one point because she rocks up wearing the shoes, and she says, and Penny says, "Whoa, they're well nice shoes." And she says, "Yeah, I know. My sugar daddy bought them. It's not Darcy though. He's not this guy. He's someone else." So it's, she's yeah. dropping those hints as well, and Darcy's he's he's an in. Rock in a hard place at the moment. Well, he gives her the money and she's like, thanks, babe. Gives him a little peck on the cheek, walks off. You see Penny in the background. She's seen the whole thing. Has she seen the whole thing? She's seen the whole thing, yeah. I miss this. Uh, uh, so that's the end of that that little uh, mystery then, that storyline, if she's seen the whole thing already. Could be. Could be. But then Darcy's going to come clean and go, listen, I've not actually done anything wrong. And then Penny's going to be like, well, why did you fucking hide it then? But yeah, I think uh, the curtain is closing on this this romance here, um, which is a shame. But then, to be honest, it's kind of dulled Darcy's character. I'm kind of over it now. Now the danger's gone. I'm kind of over it. I want Dick swinging Darcy again. <laughs> That's the solution to this anyway. She just shag them both and go, ah, I got you. Winner. <laughs> you thought I'd care, but no. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully we'll get a return to that. Very soon, indeed. Uh, right. Hopefully, we'll get a return, finally, to Susan, knowing who the fuck she is. Because uh, still doesn't. Libby's Libby's hopeful of a recovery. Carl's being a bit more practical, going, listen, you know, this is going to take a while. I'm a doctor. I know this kind of shit. Uh, Susan wants to go for a run. She's like, I'm 16. I'm fucking welfare. I'm going for a run. Uh, and like, are you sure? Are you sure you want to go for a run? Are you sure it might not fucking knock you out? And everything might hurt again. Uh, she's like, no, I'll be fine. Uh, she runs for about three minutes and then everything's sore. She's in lots of pain. Carl's joined her for a run because uh, he's been given the heads up by Libby. Uh, and he uses his opportunity to try and convince her to go to the neuropsychiatrist. Because she still and hasn't fucking been to anyone. She's still not been to anyone. She missed the appointment last time because she was off shagging a farmer for a bit. 
and what I thought was good oh yeah she does she actually goes doesn't she she goes to this appointment for the neuropsychologist I think it is well do you know why do you know why she goes because we missed this little bit so oh go on sorry to cut you off she's she's not convinced she's like well I'm happy being me I don't want to change being me which I think is a fair is a good point. You don't want to change being you, do you? Despite what me and Tim keep telling you. No, I'm adamant I want to stay as myself. Uh, and that'll be proved right in the end. <laughs> what do you mean the end? When the you end. when you die, God will go, fair play, stuck with it. Stuck with it. <laughs> this guy, this guy, a lot of people thought he was crazy. but Everyone <laughs> said you shouldn't have posted that and you just did it anyway. Yeah, well done to you. <laughs> Uh, no, she's happy being her and she doesn't want to change. So she's not convinced. And Carl's like, all right, I'm not going to push it anymore. But then she goes back to her. She's like, oh, I just want an orange juice or whatever back at back at my house. And she's like, yeah, go back. And this is a bit we didn't see. She has a flashback to being in the kitchen when she was normal Susan. And she's like, oh, fuck. Maybe I do want to go see the psychiatrist because I'm having these flashbacks. So she goes see the psychiatrist. Uh, and you're like, and you were saying, Adam, it seems to have worked. Well, this is what this is it. Like, so it's been how long's this storyline been now? Two months. Too long. Two months. Too long. Whatever. She's actually gone to see someone about her problem, her amnesia, her head injury, and it's helped. And she started remembering things. Tim doesn't like conflict for conflict's sake. So on day one, when she slipped in the kitchen and cracked her head open. Take it to the specialist. <laughs> yeah, this is solutions for solutions' sake. They got bored now. I was like, oh, shit. Should we just take her to, to a doctor and fix it? Yeah, do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So she goes to celebrate the pub and has a rum and coke. Which, yeah. Which really I thought that, was quite, that was quite funny because she goes, I'll have a coke. And then she stops and thinks about it. And she goes, fucking hell, I'm, I'm 45. Rum and coke, dickhead. And Darcy kind of, I don't know if he's his dick swinging Darcy, but he kind of goes, ooh, yeah. Like, it just made me think, that's your auntie. She is getting pissed. It kind of came across to me like she was his next victim. <laughs> and I liked how Lou was a bit like, do I serve her? Do I, do, <laughs> do I give her alcohol? She's Because, again, this is the argument. She's... Theoretically, sixteen. No, she's not. No, she's not sixteen. But in a, but again, this is the this is the great moral dilemma. This, this, this is the story, dilemma. Like, annoying as it is, has thrown up. Nah, if in this country, if you're eighteen, you got Down syndrome, you're allowed to go into a bar and buy some alcohol. That's the law. Just because you. That's a new children's book. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh god. Uh... But yeah, he's not sure whether to serve or not. He's like, do I? You know, clean squirm that what Jay just did. Just clean, ignore it. On to the next subject. Yeah, <laughs> you pick and choose which ones you want to squirm about, and which <laughs> ones are all right and a little bit zany, though, don't you? <laughs> fucking hell! If I'd said fingering, it would have been straight in the fucking clips. <laughs> G'day, this is Mark Rafferty, also known as Dr. Darcy Tyler on Neighbours. And you're listening to the award-winning Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. Though I'd like to know what awards they won. They didn't tell me. Susan, coming out of it, do you think by this time next week, um, she will be fully back to normal? Well, she has. She tries to go back to school to, to trigger some more flashbacks. It doesn't work. She's like, fuck, it didn't work. Uh, then she goes back with Darcy. Uh, not with Darcy, with Drew, sorry. And then she has another flashback out of nowhere. She has a flashback to when Ben was born. And she's like, fuck, these flashbacks are just coming whenever. So I think she she's going to try and trigger these flashbacks even more. She's going to try and do... She's going to do a greatest hit, shall we say, of stuff. And like, I reckon at some point... Carl's going to go, do you know what everyone remembers? That time you slapped the shit out of me when I shagged Sarah Beaumont. Do you want to give me a big fucking slap and see what happens? Maybe. That'll bring it back. Yeah. There's there's going to be a big... She's going to try and do all these big moments. Do you reckon and... that'll come in the next week? 
I hope so, yeah. I reckon, you know, like I said, a bit of greatest hits down Carl and Susan's. Well, it kind of depends how many episodes we're going to watch, doesn't it? I mean, what, what do you think for next week? It does what worry. I mean, this is always the, the moral quandary. How many episodes do we watch next week? Uh, Tim, it's zero for you. Zero. I mean, I'll try, but I'll forget. <laughs> no, Tim's uh, got a big week. Tim's got a big week. Loads it, of people buying books for New Year's it might, the might. I'm going to say it. There might not even be a podcast next week. No, there will be. There will be. We'll, we'll Where are we going to fucking fit it in? Plenty, plenty of time. You we'll, know what there might be we'll next week? You. We'll watch five episodes. I think that's a pretty good number to watch. We'll yeah, see that. And then we'll see where we're at. I think maybe if we can't do a proper podcast, sit down, chat and all that, there might be some maybe on the fly, just improvised video clips next week. We, we could do 10 minutes in person if you bring your kit. Yeah, we could do I was just planning to film the entire thing, if I'm honest, and then... Just pick the clips that I like, that I think are funny, that shine me in the best light. Yeah. Um, so just, yeah, just go from there. Your, your, your speech as a podcast. <laughs> well, we'll come up with something. And you're not going, are you going on a honeymoon? Yeah. Yeah, where are you going? He's kept this quiet, hasn't he? Manchester, kept... he just won't fucking tell us. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking is, isn't he? He's fucking coming to Manchester for his honeymoon. Going to Madeira. You going to Madeira? First I've heard about this. He's an absolute oh, look at his face as well. <laughs> no, I needed to tell anyone. <laughs> I don't know, it's just, just a conversation, nice isn't it? Oh, it's it's a nice to share with your friends. Yeah, I'm sharing it now. Fucking hell. It's too late now, Tim. We can't get tickets now. <laughs> so you when are you going? Can you bring me back some nice Madeira, please? If I give you some money, will you buy me some nice Madeira? Do you mean cake? No, the drink. What's what's Madeira? It's kind of like sherry, kind of port, kind of. Uh, is it actually do, called Madeira? I'll do a picture on it next week, don't worry. Like Madeira yeah, cake is the cake. It's called Madeira cake because it comes from the... Yeah, and Madeira. the Madeira drink is called Madeira because it's from Madeira. As no, in, but there's not a place called wine, is there, you fucking idiot? <laughs> yeah, no, but a lot of those places, their wine is named after the place. No, but the drink as a drink is called wine. Yeah, but it's a t- it's it's a specific drink that is from Madeira, that is made in Madeira, and it's called Madeira. Is it not called like Madeira, like cherry cherry is or Madeira cherry. Port or Madeira And champagne wine. is from champagne, therefore that's why it's champagne. We are we are a solid two minutes and twenty five seconds in. Nothing's oh, happened, over. Tim. Nothing ever happens for a first half at Old Trafford, except the opposition scoring. I'm going to go to vodka for my honeymoon, then, if that's the fucking case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tim, we'll, we'll we'll have a conversation at the wedding about that, and we'll see. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I would, yeah, I would like that. That'd be nice. Get some actual Madeira. Uh, but that's not wine. Healthy. I've googled it. It's Madeira wine. Madeira cake, Madeira wine, Madeira the country. Madeira the city in Portugal. Yeah. <laughs> How long are you going for? And when do you set off? When do you fly out? I think it's four days. Is Ronaldo from Madeira? Yeah. You fucking oh. pussy. That's the only reason you go in. I, I don't even want to talk anymore. <laughs> oh, horrible bastard. Does Grace know that's the reason you're second her there? No. Has she got a villa there already? Is it family? <laughs> the, the airport's named after him. Fuck that you made. Oh, that's, oh. Google it. it. It's called the Christian. Yeah, it is. That's Angin. Angin. Oh, Grace. Oh. He's got to go along with this. Cristiano Ronaldo. Sick of Are you going to make her wear the full Portuguese kit and a fucking Ronaldo mask on the wedding night as well? I'm very <laughs> worried about this. <laughs> yes. Well, That's why she... he hasn't told us. Oh. Yeah. But at least that gives her an excuse to walk off halfway through crying. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, we'll wrap. We'll look. We don't know what we're doing with the podcast next week. We'll come up with something great, as we always do. It'll be amazing. 
Yeah. Uh, Tim, I'm very much looking to see you face-to-face next week. I can't even see your face now. Uh, I have, I've arched my back a little bit. I've had a bit of a bad back the last week. Not talking about you arching your back now for the next five minutes. Not <laughs> doing it. No. You've been good friends. We've watched some good neighbours. Uh, see you next week, Tim. Yeah.